0: evening out here on the west side of Bird City. What's going on, everybody? It's Jorge Aquino coming live to you in direct right here. Tormenting tarmac, baby. Enthusiasts never die. Please excuse the nasally, nasally nose because I sound like crap, but I feel great. But I do sound like crap. Still getting over this cold, but I'm no longer contagious, which is the reason why Jacob Woods is sitting right across from my table here in my dining room after we just destroyed some Papa John's pizza. Jake Woods, what's going on, brother?
1: Not much, man. Having fun. You know, awesome. drove out here, having, gonna have fun on the podcast. I'm a, I'll be a little nasally too if uh, my allergies have been bugging me.
0: Yes, it is, you know, that time of year in the great state of Arizona um, where it just can't seem to make up its mind between spring and summer. We went up from 77 degrees to then 83 for one day and then from 83 to 97 the following 48 hours. And I might have to be making some edits more than I usually do on this podcast because of me coughing my lungs out, but it's okay. We're going to have a great time regardless. Um, for those of you who not, who might not be familiar with Jake and his f- like fantastic work, um, you guys know how it how it goes around on TT. I love ha- having the photographers from the city be on the podcast. Um, they're all incredibly talented. They all have different flavors. They all have different styles. Um, and I respect him enormously, and Jake's one of those guys. Jake's a young dude. He's one of the babies here in the in the, in the Phoenix scene. I mean that, and I mean that in a good way, buddy. You know that. I'm yeah. not, I'm, I, I, um, but he's only 21. Literally just turned 21 just a few months ago. Um, but if you go ahead and you take a look at his work, then you're like, oh, yeah, no. Just kidding. Jake can go. Jake can go with the best of him. And his style is interesting because... He likes to go ahead and focus. He loves the supercars, but he also loves some American muscle. So you're going to go ahead and see a lot of Corvettes. You're going to see a lot of Vipers. You're going to see a lot of Hellcats and a lot of um, Shelby GT500s. Um, but it's just he, – he's, he's an incredible photographer on the list. So we're going to go ahead and be getting into that. Um, we're going to be getting into all kinds of different topics here tonight. We're just going to have a good time. We're going to go ahead and be vibing and whatnot. Um, Jake has been on the podcast before. Um, he was on – Our Highline special that I did back in October, he was the second person I interviewed there. Um, And we got, a when we talked to Jake, and Jake, we can kind of go into this a little bit now. We kind of got a little bit of a vibe of what you think car culture means to Arizona. But we never really spoke about you. And we're going to do that tonight. But before we get into all that, I've never asked you this, and I'm curious to know, what was it that even got you into cars to begin with? cars I mean I was just a little kid you know
1: whether it was Legos or TV or just anything you know just a young little boy you know likes vehicles of any type you know so cars was pretty natural following Um, but that's kind of what got me into cars you know so and then as you know as you get older there's both the video games and then my dad had a good friend growing up that actually worked at Lamborghini of Seattle well at the time Lamborghini Bellevue um, and so I got a ride in a uh, Rolls, which was really fun as a little kid. And then nice. a brief ride in an Aventador when they were like first out.
0: Yeah. So you would have been, what, like 10?
1: Yeah. I 10. was, I was
0: a little guy yeah, at yeah. that time.
1: No. Cause I mean, I was born in 02.
0: You were it, born in 02. When did the, when did the Aventador come I out? 2011? I mean, tw- yeah. 11 or 12. So
1: yeah. so yeah, probably about nine, 10 years old. Yeah.
0: That was, it was radical um i you know what speaking of, uh, of the event doors really quickly i'm curious to get your thoughts on revolto i just spoke with keys shout out to michael keys to the jungle he would have been in the podcast prior to this one with jake and he, he was he was game he was he was awesome he was on the podcast we had a great conversation at four. we talked about the revolto so jake we're here now it's been three weeks since it debuted since it's made its debut um from a aesthetic standpoint what do you think bro I like it. To
1: me, I mean, it's still because it the motor is still so similar to the the, um, Aventador's, you still have that gut feeling this is just another reskinned Aventador mm-hmm. to an extent. But it is tuned up even higher than the ultimate right? Just even like, the motor high. itself, yeah. let alone the electric motors that make it the beast that it is, mm-hmm. even relative to what the SVJ and other cars were, right. you know? Visually, um... I think it's good There's a lot of potential Especially once the Like the SV version comes out Mm -hmm. I think that'll be Really interesting Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean Even like the quick renderings That like companies Like HRE did With the HREs on it I think fit that car So well I don't know I just think that's That's kind of the way I'm looking at it, and then at the launch or color of orange was a really good choice in my I opinion. I would agree with
0: that 100 percent on that, and it's funny because Aventador kind of had a similar launch color too, the original one. Nope. Yep. Um, orange just looks good on the on the big on the on the V12 Lambos. I think it had a little
1: more red in the Aventadors, like a little a little more hint of red. At- right.
0: I would agree. So uh, it, it's orange with the black accents, yeah. like the Halloween combo. Um, by the way, if you haven't checked out jake's halloween set from last october with the viper that's actually pretty it was pretty fire um we're, we're gonna get into his photography in a second you know it's funny that you mentioned that you think it's more of a re aventador i've had a problem with lamborghini over the last like six years where they do the re-skinned aventadors you know i had a problem with Countach. i had a problem with like Ven- veneno i had a problem with centenario um like cyan even it never felt different enough to me. Which is funny because you look at Reventone for Mercy. Reventone, even though that's a reskin Mercy, had a different vibe. And I don't know if that was because we were finally seeing the, the evolution that was coming from Murcielago to Aventador. And it also looks like just... It, I mean, it's pretty is not something you use for, the, for, for Lamborghinis. I think you, you, you think of Sharp, you think of... Uh, Fighter Jets. Fighter yeah. Jets, but you never think of, of beauty in the same way that you think of beauty when it comes to a Ferrari. Yeah. The Reventone is a really, really pretty car.
1: I think I think what the Reventone was to both the Aventador and Mercy is what the C it is to the Aventador and the Revolta. Right. That, that's my kind of... Because it's that stepping stone where it that got similar visuals that's like in between both. With a similar powertrain sure i think that's what they are in my opinion um i would rather have a reventon than a cn
0: 100 um well i'm a mercy guy so like anything that's based off the mercy to me always looks better yeah but um what i will say is that i look at revuelto now and i compare it to the reskinned aventadors yep. because to me this isn't a reskin. this is this is the new Lambo V12. Yeah, That's it's take the them. new big bad boy. It's the Lambo. new big bad boy. And I see it, and I see, I see what what, what is Lamborghini's new um, design language because it was so funny. I saw, the first thing I saw and I noticed about it was, I saw a lot of Technica design, in particular in the headlights. It, it, it honestly, from one angle, it looks like a bigger Huracan Technica. Uh-huh. And then you look at the rear end you're like, oh, that's the Especially some of the difference.
1: ways that angles are cut off at the back end. look yes. It looks similar to how... Because you know how they kind of like chunked off the ends of the diffuser on yes. the Technica? It, it has some... Gives off some feel of that a little bit. Yeah.
0: But it looks way different than a Ventador. Yep. People say, oh, it looks too much like a Ventador. I completely disagree. It's got this
1: C-in in it.
0: I, which people
1: still associate with the... That's fine, yeah. but...
0: I don't know. I think I definitely think that it's worthy of being the successor and not just oh it's just a reskin Aventador. This to me if you want to talk about something being reskinned and then being named the next model 488 was a reskin 458 with just different with the motor, Right. Like that 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 to me you want to say is reskinned A 100%. This to me is very different from Aventador. Um I think the engineering that goes along inside of it in the sense that you still keep the v the fact that they're keeping the V12 and they dropped the hybrid system into it just makes me so happy. And it's
1: not even just the hybrid system because I even had some, like one client in particular talking, He's like, I'm really good friends with this guy. Yeah. And he was questionable when it came to the new Aventador because he's like, it's just going to be a hybrid. It's going to be a 50-50 split for power. And like, it's going to be no faster than the Aventador. I'm like... I would doubt it. Yeah. And then when it came out, it's actually even higher tuned than the Aventador, just on the
0: pure motor side. It's actually, I mean, the the red the, the red line on this Revelto is actually going to be higher than what the Aventador ever was. Yeah. Aventador, I think on right on the original Aventador red line was like about eighty two fifty. It went up to a maybe like eighty four in the Aventador S. I think Avent I think SV was like around eighty four, and I think SVJ and Ultimate was like take over 85 yeah this is like way past, like this is i think they said i don't want to exaggerate this number so please. it's just over 800 in. just over 800 horsepower uh, but the red line is over oh, nine oh. grand yeah yeah that's what i'm getting yeah at. the red lines for the aventadors were lower and this this thing is going to be like revving all the way like past nine in a six and a half liter v12 Yep, like that's insanity Yep. And it's gonna be pushing over a thousand horsepower. Like think this is one of those times that I thank God for all wheel in a big V twelve Lambo.
1: Yeah, it would be a it'd be a Crayer GT if it didn't.
0: It, the, I mean it'll kill somebody for, it's gonna kill somebody the way that it is now. Regardless. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's I think it's awesome. The prices I saw what the price is gonna be. And I think they said somewhere like it starts at eight hundred US, which yep. is a lot. I mean it's yeah. double what the Aventador was. But you're in getting a
1: similar power system to what the CN was for. Right. That was 3 million. Now it's
0: 800. Yeah.
1: Which if you're a CN owner, you're a little, uh, well, it's the a little annoyed.
0: Well, it's the same thing as GT as uh as 911R and GT3 991.2 yeah. owners, right? It's yep. the same thing in regards to the 6P or
1: Demon and the Demon 170, no.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. By the way, did you go ahead and see this uh, interesting story um the uh so dodge brought back the they're bringing back the durango hellcat for 2023 huh um well they barely sold any originally because they're competing with the Trackhawk. yeah i've never i've never seen them as competitors though because the durango and the grand cherokee are two entirely different suvs but i understand where you're coming from but what was really interesting was that dodge said we're only going to make the durango hellcat for one year which is the 2021 model like all right cool And so people bought them. They sold a few of them, but it's, it's, I think it's very rare compared to Trackhawk, obviously compared to Charger Hellcats and, 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 and Red Eyes and Challenger Hellcats and Red Eyes and whatnot. But they're bringing it back for the 2023 model. And the 2021 owners yep. got really mad. Well, it's also the same
1: thing with the Superstock. It's uh-huh. one less horsepower and without the drag kit that the Demon gets. Right. And it, you can say one less horsepower. I guarantee you that's just one bad dyno test off. Sure. And they just went with that number. Dude. Exactly. Because, yeah.
0: But to me, like, I can understand Demon owners getting upset over Superstock, even though Superstocks aren't Demons. Like, there's yeah. there's still a difference. Yeah, still in subtle ways, but... Yeah, but the people who are getting mad at the fact that, oh, you said the Hellcat Durango was only going to be sold one year. We're going to sue you. Like, it's a Durango, bro. Plus,
1: it's their products.
0: It, well, it's their product, yeah, but that's what makes me mad about car collecting sometimes. Like You're buying a truck. It's an SUV. You're buying a,
1: you're buying a family SUV. Exactly. It like, just happens
0: to have 700 if, if they did this with the Viper, I'd understand. I would I genuinely see I why people I want 6th gen Vipers so bad Yeah 6th gen Vipers Are, are goaded for life
1: But if Well no the, the, They only went to 5th gen I'm saying I want a 6th gen
0: Oh you're right Excuse me I apologize I misspoke 5th gens are, are, are goaded You're right I would love to see a 6th gen I don't think we'll ever get it No But I love a 5th gen
1: I think, I think the Vipers Are officially done
0: Yeah But um I understand if people were to get upset if Dodge would have done that on Vipers. Mm-hmm. It's a freaking Durango, dude. Get over it. Yeah, I'm just happy at the fact that we have a 700-horsepower tr- family SUV yep. being made available to the public.
1: Now, they, what they should have done instead of the Durango, they should have done a
0: minivan. Listen, I've been asking for that for forever. <laughs> that as, a, as, a proponent for, as a proponent for minivan enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't see that with a straight face. As a proponent for minivan enthusiasm, I would be like, shout out to Tavares because he's got a Dodge Caravan in the shop and he's putting a Hellcat engine into it. As you should. And I was like, you, sir, are a man of taste. I would kill, like, for example, um, do you know what's it? Um, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, busy. B- busy Moto. On Instagram, uh, you ever heard of him? I don't think so. So a few years ago, Busy took a Honda Odyssey and built it rear wheel drive. And gave is this it... with the two J? No, he. Because
1: I remember as a, when I was really young, I remember seeing the videos of the 1,000-horsepower Honda Odyssey. And I and think it was a 2J.
0: It may have put it in a 2J. Maybe. It's got I, at a the, at maybe. the time, I
1: didn't remember it being a like a 2J or anything. I just saw yeah. a 1,000-horsepower. Yeah, so that was him.
0: Yeah. That's, <laughs> his, that's his van. If you've ever seen the show Fastest Car on Netflix, he raced it in season one. Okay. And so Fastest Car, if anybody's ever not watched it before. Uh, it's, it's silly, but it's also hilarious at the same time. And so he lost the drag race, but he was also racing against three other cars, and he still ran like a 12 and a quarter mile on a non-track surf. That's the one. The, yep. The Busy Moto's out of Odyssey. Nope. 1,000 horsepower, rear-wheel drive with a six-speed manual. That thing's sweet. He is insane. Busy as the man. And so if you're ever into wanting to make a minivan fast, please do it it's the greatest thing ever I, I could oh my god if that, that's the
1: thing there's there's builds that like are obscure enough but if oh. you can do it with taste they're cool they are like they there's some there's some builds if you could do weird obscure builds that are just like eh, okay, yeah okay whatever but then it you, if you can do like really tasteful stuff I mean it is so cool
0: I don't think you understand the level of want that I want for someone to come up to me and say hey Jorge what if we went ahead and put a Stinger V6 in your Sorrento? I would be the happiest man on earth. Yep. And I would say, take the keys. I'll see you in seven months. <laughs> Go Don't figure me, it out. Do what you please. You just, you give it to me, you take care of the entire bill, and I will happily rep your stuff for life. Just yep. make sure my car doesn't blow up and we are we're straight. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it would be the coolest yep. thing ever. As long as it doesn't just yeah. die. I've told the, people in the past, I was like, yeah, would it be stupid if I set out a venture to make my Sorrento the fastest Sorrento on earth? <laughs> and they were like, yeah. it's kind of dumb, but I love it. And I was like, I'm wondering if a shop would ever go for that. It would be hilarious. But um, anyways, just a tangent. I wanted to go ahead and get your thoughts on Revolta. You think um, – I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm happy that, that it's here. That it's coming, excuse me. And it's not just electric. Yeah. Because – Yeah. Shout out to Lamborghini for doing that.
1: You know the next car I'm really excited for too is the Huracan replacement.
0: Yeah. You know, so it's funny you say that because you and I had a conversation about this. Yep. And you were like, you thought that that they're going to go V8 twin turbo with the hybrid. And I was like, yo, I don't know. Maybe after seeing the fact that they kept the V12 with the hybrid for the Volta, like who knows? Like if they were to go ahead and do the 5.2 V10 with a hybrid for the Huracan replacement. Yeah. I wouldn't be opposed because that V10 sounds 100%. so good. 100%. Like, again, the problem that you got to ask yourself when it comes to a Lamborghini because it's a Lambo. Yep. It's not a Ferrari. It's not a Porsche. It, they're the big flamboyant supercar. It's a flamboyant supercar. That engine matters. Yep. I'm not saying it doesn't matter in the, in the Ferrari. It does. It's different. But it's different, you know, because. Ferrari could have kept the, the the twin turbo V8 and then added a hybrid system. And they did for the most. I mean, they did it well, in the SF90. An SF90 yeah. They didn't do it in the 296. And that's fine. That 296 engine, I, it's dope. It's really cool.
1: I can't get over the visuals of
0: that car. The I 296 mean, looks great. I don't.
1: You don't like it? You don't the, know that. I only- could see. There's only one spec that I've seen that I like, mm. but it would need a little bit of. <laughs> just a little bit of visual mods for me for yeah. it to be. Right where it needs to be. Yeah, um, but that's just me.
0: Who would you like to go ahead and see some in the country? Be take the the first two nine six and go ahead and do a cool body kit. Who would you be? Who do you think would do a good job?
1: I don't even know. Because um, RDBLA, I believe that's their acronym, or RDBLA, yeah. what, whatever company that is out in LA now. Yeah. They have some really tasteful builds. Right. But they don't really do, like, wide bodies or anything crazy. Right, Rift is primarily McLaren,
0: so right. I'm not too focused on that. What if we them. saw sick Liberty Walk 296?
1: I've,
0: I've turned the corner on the view. It could so. work. You think so? I think it could work. Let me see. Because I think that would be a lot of fun. I think they'd, be, they'd do a really, really good job.
1: Because there's probably some people that have done... No,
0: they haven't, but... Sure, people are working on it. Yeah, plans.
1: or at least people might do renders. I mean, even like a Novatech or yeah, Nova, any Novatech's comp-
0: a little shouty, but I could see it.
1: Any company except for Mansory.
0: <laughs> Mansory, stay the hell away from the two nine six. Stay away. Stay away. Good lord, I'd be that would. No, they need to stay away from all cars. Exactly, I, I
1: agree. Mean, <laughs> Except for Maseratis, because that's ironic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Either that, or sorry, Maserati like, hunters. No, but... no. You know what? To be fair, I saw like shout out to my boys over at Dupont. They had a Mansory SLR McLaren for sale, or at least the dealership that's a that's a that's one of their clients had an SLR McLaren with a Mansory body kit, and it was one of the very very few times. That a Mansory looked exquisite on a car. Like, yep. I saw that, bro. And I was like, that car has no right to look as good as it does. Yep. And anybody who listens to this podcast knows. You know this. Yep. Cody knows this. All Everybody who talks to me, I love the SLR McLaren. Yep. It's one of my favorite cars of all time. It's like probably in my top three. Mansory would have ruined it for me. But somehow, some hey, way... Dayton. They made that yeah. car look beautiful. And I'm just like, ow. Oh, how did you do that? There was – the <laughs> actually, back in Washington
1: before I moved down here, I went to some cars and coffee when I was younger with my dad um, at um, the Redmond Town Center. It's like the main cars and coffee of Washington. Okay, um, Which luckily for us was like 10 minutes down the road. It was awesome. Love to see it. And when you. I say down the road, I mean literally. We were on Capitol. Yeah, a. I
0: mean I have to drive 38 miles to get over to Fort I got yeah. 30 miles to get over to Highline. It's a drive, dude. Oh, yeah. You
1: could coast half the way there oh, because my God, it, was, awesome. it was a really steep hill. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, there was a, not it, there was a special version of the SLR because I, I can remember it, but I don't. I was so young I just didn't so know. So there's a
0: couple of versions of the SLR. There's the SLR 722. Which is the which is their their high end spec? Um, they took power up from six six ten to about six forty, and it's called the seven two two because I think Sterling Moss did. Yes, that's the seven two two edition. Okay. Yep, I think Sterling Moss did um, a particular race in seven hours and twenty two minutes or something like that. Oh. Um, so there's that and then there's also the Mercedes SLR McLaren which I know it obviously sounds like it's supposed to but it's McLaren doing the bits. Yeah. I like adding the carbon fiber as opposed to it just being that they tuned it. Yeah. So it was the very last year of the SLR. Yeah. It's more McLaren than it is Mercedes. And so there's that one too. But seven two two is um. Think of seven two two to Mercy SV. Okay. That's that's the way you need to look at it. Yeah. And uh, it's fire. Love that car. That's a million dollar car, I think, these days.
1: Well, especially with Manny buying all of them up.
0: I know. Oh <laughs> my God! So me, me, and Automotive Alex were over at, over at um at Bottoms back in January, and they had an SLR there, and it was like half a mil. And was yep. like, Half a mil. Like these cars were two hundred grand. Like like. Six years ago, like, like the current GTs did the same thing. Yeah, quadrupled in five. Years. Yeah, but this is a freaking Mercedes with an automatic and a V eight. Like, I love that car to death, dude. Don't get me wrong, I love that car. Like half a million, half a million for an SLR. I mean, I saw a Hammer. The Hammers went for like three quarters of a million, like a couple months back, and I almost had a heart attack. I put up a post about it on TT. By the way, real quick, we're twenty three minutes and eighteen seconds in. Please go check out at TormentingTarmac on Instagram. Thank you for 600 followers. We're on the road to 700. Go check out at, at JW underscore car photos because Jake's the man and he has wonderful taste. And he just put up a wonderful, was it McLaren 570? 600. 600 LT yep. um, Just yesterday, white and his rollers are absolutely fire. So wanted to go ahead and put that out there real quick. We've got to go ahead and put out the socials for the people. Um... But yeah, half a million for an SLR is ridiculous. Um, Would I pay one? Happily. Do I want to? No. Do I have the money? Absolutely not. So it doesn't make a difference, does it? Um, But enough of that. I want to go ahead and get into you. I want to go ahead and talk about your love and passion for car photography. Um, Jake, you're one of the guys out there that... I mean, I tell you this all the time. Your edits. like You know how to use Photoshop wonderfully. And I mean that in a good way because... If know, it, it's a tool that's so powerful. If used incorrectly, a lot can go bad. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and we see it with people who take fo- photos of themselves. But it's okay to use as an as a tool to your art when it comes to photography. You know, Logi and I talked about this all the time. He's yeah. He's, he's a, I mean his graphic design. He's, yeah. His graphic design is unbelievable. Uh, I love Logi. We both Logi's our boy. He's yeah. he's the man. Shout out to Logi. Um, we gave you so many shout outs when 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 you when yeah. he was on the pod. I think we got to go ahead and reciprocate. So shout out to Lo. <laughs> nope. but uh, you, you use it so well. and there's a you you have a certain crispness to your edits and whatnot. Um, you use light really, really well. Um, what is it about car photography that drew you in? and when did that start? So
1: I think we can probably just start with how I started with photography. Yeah, sure. in the sense, so um, I wanted some pictures taken just for like my personal Instagram. Right. And I hired a kid at my school that was starting in photography at the time. Um, he actually ended up going to GCU. And I hired him for a shoot when there was when it snowed out. And those of us that are from Washington know it doesn't snow that often in Western Washington. No. When it does, it's, it's very wet, special.
0: but it doesn't snow that much.
1: Yeah, it's too climate controlled because of the ocean. Yeah. But so when it does snow, it's it's special. So I hired him, and he didn't show up to the shoot and just said, "Sorry, I forgot about it." Not yeah, like, it "Oh, did. I slept in" or anything else. Like, I forgot about it. Did you pay him up front? no I didn't luckily but it it still was pretty annoying sure um and it kind of pissed me off so I got into photography myself so me and my dad went and he actually got some pictures of me that day because you know I still wanted the pictures you know whatever that happened that day happened but then I started like getting into pictures myself after that um how long ago was this probably just over like like a month over three years
0: oh okay so right before you came to here to GCU no Oh, okay. A year prior. So you would have been a senior in high school? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, And so he didn't. And so then I started doing like the urban shots up in Washington because we actually have a downtown unlike Phoenix. Right. I say that. Like there is a downtown, but it's nothing like downtown Seattle.
0: Downtown Seattle is actually really At least
1: different. visually. There's a few really, really sketchy spots that I would... That I would yeah, say man, the, the, you should never the go heroin
0: today. addicts in Seattle are for real, bro. Oh yeah, like man. it's it's gnarly. Yeah. It's it's bad. Yeah. But
1: th- and then we've got some. I've got some cool stories. Probably too long for this. Of like
0: COVID yeah, times. All the time in the world that you need, my friend. Okay. Well, so with COVID, I, I, until my wife says I need your help to go and put the boys to bed. But yeah. yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that,
1: yeah, that's reasonable.
0: Can't really say no to her. Yeah. But uh, shout out to my wife, man. She's awesome. Yeah, she's a G.
1: Um. So. I mean, there'd be times I'd go downtown and stuff and get pictures yeah. normally, and it'd be pretty busy. And we went down to this place called Pike's Place. Okay. The place where they tossed the Yes, cake.
0: of course. Very, internationally recognized. Yes. Yeah.
1: So, and this was right at the start of COVID mm-hmm. and it was wild because we went down on a Friday evening. Yeah. Seattle I I got hit
0: hard with that the beginning of COVID. Well. That's, that was where one of the first cases was found. Officially. Right? Yeah. Officially. Officially. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um. But Pike's place at like 7 p.m. on a Friday Must should, be be, should be bumping, just full right. of people, right? Getting food for the weekend, different things. Yeah, There were, including me and my dad, five people there. Wow. Five. And then we got some pictures, which was great because there's no one in the pictures. And sure. all of us photographers know how nice it is <laughs> if there's no one in the shot because that means less Photoshop. Of course. Um, but then me and my dad said... Because when you're driving through town, we didn't see any cars. So I just put my camera up and we just started walking around downtown. There was no one. We like could cross diagonally across intersections. Yeah. Not even look. No cars. That's crazy. It Downtown was so quiet. You know, like when it snows out and it, like, it's the morning time. It's like all super quiet. Yep. That's what downtown Seattle felt sounded like.
0: On a, on a Friday night.
1: On a Friday night. And it was, it was eerie. Yeah. Because like it, nothing felt correct. Right. And then what was weird is we walked through one intersection my dad's like oh that's like one of the main intersections down here I like like that makes sense but then what with the whole um, George Floyd thing yeah three days later that intersection was on the news on fire
0: that's crazy man
1: it was weird yeah um yeah it was it was a weird kind of whole time um, but 2020 was crazy yeah it was a wild time yeah. and that's well my first ever car photo shoot was my neighbor's Nissan GTR and that was the day before the COVID lockdown officially went in place. Mm. Yeah. So that's when I did my first one. Um, I know a lot of people, they started car photography over COVID. I know Caitlin's one of them. Yep. Um, Lodgy too.
0: Yep. Lodgy started his photography, I think, because he wanted to go ahead and take pictures of people like outside of their homes as, a, as just like a fun project. And then he, his passion for cars led him down this path too. It's really interesting how, how COVID... Um, allow people's creativity to go ahead and flow in a really special way. Yep. And you go ahead and see yourself. You see some of our fellow photographers out here. I say our fellow photographers. Yeah, I'm not a photographer, but I got to appreciate I, I feel like I've become like an honorary photographer. You're still a creative. You're still I, making content. I'm doing my best, man. I'm doing my best. I appreciate that. But, you know, I, it's wonderful to go ahead and see our fellow content creators really having taken what they wanting to do and taking it up a notch and the growth that we continue to see every single day, every single set, every single, it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's really heartwarming. It's also motivating. I see your stuff and I see your improvement day by day, set by set. And I'm just like, yeah, Jake's got it. You know, I see Alex and I'm like, yeah, Alex has got it. KRC has got it. Lodge has got it. Cody's got it. AJ's got it you know Riley it's just about getting better every time it is yeah if you're not
1: getting better especially with Phoenix because I mean in all honesty we're oversaturated photographers uh I would argue um so like the competition is very stiff sure um and so like you have to be good and improving if you're not you're gonna get past yeah
0: you know what's really interesting though Jake and you can tell me this the more that I that that I grow the Instagram account, the more that I continue on with TT and whatnot, I obviously meet different photographers on social media and I see their work and I see how great and talent, how much talent there is out there. You know, Anthony, for example, a, um, AMC. Oh yeah. Dude's a beast. Yep. And and I love what he, his focus is, yep. you know, it's really great. Like actually, if I'm not mistaken, I believe his birthday was yesterday. So Anthony, yeah. if you're listening to this podcast, Happy birthday my friend. I know it's going to be 2 weeks after the fact, but happy birthday to you brother. His his hurricane coming up the mountain in LA was fire. Yeah. Um but and then um Isaac. Yep. Isaac's another Neighborly. guy. Yep. Yep. He's really he, he's got a lot of talent. And and I'm bring, I'm bringing those guys up because they don't know if the, like they don't focus on supercars. No. You know? Um they they focus on on JDM. Yep. Um Logic focuses on uh, on several JDM's and 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 like more um that's the that I'm looking for. I guess more cars that are um, uh, eclectic. Yeah, he's got an eclecticness to the types of cars that that he focuses on. You you focus on a ton of American muscle. Yeah, um, and I know that you want to go ahead and obviously expand off of that. However, that is a niche that I think that you've you've captured and and mastered really really well because I don't see a lot of others going ahead and taking shots of of Z06s and making them look as good as you do, buddy. I've seen your Z06s. Like, there's a white one that, that's... A, oh, that's, Adrian's? Yeah, yeah his it's is Very, cool. very good. Um, RZA Superstock, you've killed it on several occasions. Yep. Uh, Autumn ZL1, which you've absolutely killed. Um What else? Uh, the Viper. The Viper, which we I talked about. I should be
1: shooting another ACR soon.
0: Really? Yep. All right, so let's talk about that Viper uh, really quick. Let's get... Back to the oh, how I got into Excuse college. me. I'm so sorry. No worries. I'm back, I,
1: sorry. Um, yeah. So then... Yeah. And then at a 4th of July party, one of my neighbors up the road, he said he just ordered a brand new GT500. Okay. So that was another one of my first shoots.
0: So the, but, this would have been S, S550? Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yep. And then... A different neighbor, he like actually my next door neighbor. He used to be an ex pro boxer and stuff. He had a.
0: Uh, a, you, well, a I, it's middle class. Uh,
1: middle class neighborhood. My God. Okay. Like, now that neighbor had a lot of money. He just lived sure, very, so you had, so this, under his means.
0: Okay, so you had a neighbor that had a GTR. Yep. And then another neighbor who Ordered a GT500. He was up the way up up the road in our neighborhood, but he's still in the neighborhood. Yeah,
1: yes. he gotcha. was both our like Army National Guard okay. and he was State Patrol, okay. and his wife was a nurse. So, oh, okay. I mean, they had money coming
0: in, they, they, yes. And apparently, was a middle class neighborhood. It, of course.
1: We're not like it, people that from the area, like we're not lake taps, mm-hmm. right? We're
0: not, and people forget that Seattle actually cost crap to the living it's so all the tech. it's all film. the tech companies yeah yeah like microsoft yeah, actually can google to facebook good money in order for you to be able to live in seattle or just outside of seattle so yeah that doesn't surprise me but carry on, i'm sorry to yeah
1: no um so then i was coming around to college and at that point yeah. i've already been doing the urban and the landscape stuff yeah. um which actually i think really catapulted me into car photography mm-hmm. and being good for a multitude of reasons but um i was going to be going to college but covid was still here so um, I was go- going in air quotes to California Baptist. Okay. I but I didn't feel like spending forty grand to sit at my house.
0: I don't blame you. So
1: <laughs> I transferred to Grand Canyon, and my family was already planning on um, leaving Washington. Yeah, they were okay. planning on moving here, even if I was still going to go to California Baptist. Right. Um, and I had done, done some car shoots up to then, but my plan was actually to do portraits in SoCal. Okay. Because there's you know lots of money to be made in that sense. Um, but then when I moved down here um i was just like i'm just gonna jump into the car scene mm-hmm. you know and i i did and I'm, I'm not in the car scene for any type of money you know sure. i'm not here to like just like i know i could double my price and i'd still be worth it mm-hmm. um but i'm i don't need to you know i just want to take pictures of cool cars and cool locations so. jake,
0: jake does a lot of great collaborations jake did a fantastic collaboration with my brother alex topless targa we eat eat that was a nice little surprise that you guys did for me. Yep. Uh, Alex was like, oh man, I gotta drop off the 9-11 so I can go ahead and get some work done to it. And I was like, all right, cool, run over I got you. I work. I told him straight up. I was like, Alex, I work till five. And he and it, they turned off the light. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna be over here in this part of And I was like, all right, that's fine, but it's gonna take me about 45 minutes to get over there. And he kept on calling me. I was like, I already told you 19 times. It takes 45 minutes to get to this part of Scottsdale. Bro, just bear with me. I'm in a Sorrento here. Like, come on, you're killing me. And I show up to, um, we're, we're in North Scottsdale, basically. Yeah, we We're by, right where they do Apios. Yeah. So I show up. and I was like, this is a really weird place to have, like, a sick-ass garage. This is what he's describing and whatnot. And I pull up, and I see Alex in his 9-11. And I see freaking tall-ass Jake over here. And I was like... Hey, it's Jake. I was like, oh, that's fun. I wonder what Jake's doing here. And then they were like, hey, man, we're doing a car shoot. Get in my car. Let's Drive go. <laughs> I need you. And I was like, why didn't you just say so, you guys? <laughs> and then we're doing <laughs> So this is the second time Jake and I have worked together. Um, back in September, we went ahead and did uh, Juan's uh, Red Oh No, no, the no demon. his Demon. Yeah. Shout out to his, um Alyssa just bought an F82M2. Yeah.
1: Man. She, I should be shooting that soon, too. I love Alyssa fine. and Juan. They're, yeah, they're, they're awesome Juan's, people.
0: Juan's awesome. And Alyssa's a very, very, very kind young lady. Um, but Juan's just a gentleman and a half. And so that was the first time Jake needed a roller. I told him, I'll happily go out. And then Reza came, too. Reza <laughs> came, too. He was doing freaking... Um, he was getting sideways in the super sock like a, like a crazy madman. Like he does. Yeah. <laughs> and so... um so this is the next time that Jake and I are, are, are working together. He has me drive his big old expedition, which is the size of the Grand Canyon. And then... Big red. Yeah. And then Jake's like telling me, yo, bro. So here's the GPS. I was like, what is that? Okay. But what do you want me to do with it, bro? Like, where am I driving to? Just follow it. And so he's like, just follow it. And I was like, okay. So I, <laughs> I missed the turnout that we were supposed to go ahead and hit. I missed it by like a mile. And like I kept going, and then Jake's like, and I'm trying to talk to Jake, but Jake's communicating with Alex over the over the, the lockers, radio because yeah. he's asking Alex everything that he needs him to do, and I'm thinking that he's responding back to me, but he's not. <laughs> and I was like, "Hey Jake, where am I going to keep driving to, bro?" He's like, "Well, did you? How will we turned around?" Jake doesn't even know that we haven't turned around yet. And I'm like, "No, bro, I'm still heading eastbound." And he comes up, he looks at the GPS, he's like. Bro, you were supposed to turn like three miles ago. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And yeah, we so, still found a good spot. We did. We actually found an excellent spot. If you actually go onto Jake's and Alex's Instagram accounts, you'll find the set and the sunset shots that you were able to go ahead and capture. Water. Especially those top-down ones. Oh, my God. Just so sick. I mean, and when you see Jake at work, so here's a, he, he, here's a really special thing about Jake. Jake, I'm telling you this right now because you're here. Yeah. But I've told you, this, you're a perfectionist. Like, you're you're a real perfectionist. Um, to a fault. To a fault, but it works out so beautifully in the end. And I don't want that to come across as rude. I, I just know that because I've worked with you in the past. I'd rather
1: be a perfectionist than someone that doesn't care. Exactly.
0: Um, and, and I think that's what makes a really good photographer is for somebody to be a perfectionist. And I know that your fellow colleagues are also really strong perfectionist, but since we're talking about you, we're going to talk about you. Like, I'm seeing Jake get up on the roof of his expedition with the with this enormous lens. Like, and I'm talking guys, if you haven't seen this lens that Jake has, I swear, it's so, an, uh, it's unnecessarily big, but the work so that good. this thing does, it does do wonders. Yep. And with Jake's vision, the final product that comes after that is quite tantalizing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, fair play to you, kind sir. Um, but, so, you've done this. So, you decided to come to GCU. Yep. You jumped in the car scene.
1: Yeah. And then, actually, my first car show down here was the last Highline at Fashion Square. When oh, the, so that's where really they used when the, to do it. When the Shell cars came. Okay. When the Conan Zegs came. <laughs> And actually, my now roommate, I didn't know at the time, was there. And he actually talked to Christian. Von Conez.
0: Oh, was he there? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So, what year would this have been? Because you started GCU when twenty
1: one. Oh, okay, so cool. my family, we we officially got we left Seattle January second, twenty one. Okay. And we made that drive in two days. That was rough. Yeah, that's a we, rough drive. Seattle to Sacramento one day, Sacramento to Phoenix the next. Like we we moved. get you over cannonballed
0: here. it. I love it. Yeah. We love to see
1: it. Um, <laughs> but uh, so that's. And then I missed because I, I mean, I was first down here. I literally knew no one. Right. Um, and so I missed those the first month of January of Highline and Fort till Four. I didn't know at the time, but right. ever
0: since I've gone to all of them. I can't stress this enough. I love Fort Four. Oh, it's, I I like foreign. it more than Highline. It's I mean Highline's cool. Highline's really cool. It's it's but incredible. Fort Till Four is a cars is right. real cars cars yes cars and coffee absolutely. You Highline's like a
1: party in the morning
0: yeah it is it's 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 a vibe yeah Highline's a vibe and I'll give it that but four till four you get there and you're like let's yeah. just sit back and talk cars exactly like I mean we we were just there on Saturday yep we I we, we hung out for a little bit we had a good time hung out with Michael and whatnot and um you have everything and it's not just the supers that are just there oh that Oh my god, shout out oh. to Ralph Cheels dude. Oh, I don't know was, what he was doing here in Scottsdale. That was the
1: coolest car there. Over the Countach, over the Diablos, over the 918. I think that was the coolest car there.
0: I think we might have to agree with you. Although The, the whoever, LFA came. The, Cody did bring the LFA.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I didn't get a chance to see it. I saw it drive by. But um, the Trans Am, um, the, the, the kit, kit was there. And no. so whoever did it man that's awesome. full carbon fiber though so oh. yeah let's talk about that helipid real quick so if you guys have never heard of it so it, first of all Ralph Gilles is the chief design officer of Stellantis which is the parent group of Dodge, Ram SRT, Jeep um, Maserati Alfa Romeo Renault now who else is part of that group Peugeot think that's it Am I missing anybody else? And by technicality, the prancing horse. By technicality. Because fiat. Because of fiat. Yes. And, and fiat, of course. Yeah. So Stellantis used to be fiat. Yes. It used to be yeah. FCA. And then they partnered up with Renault and Peugeot. Yeah. And then they became this huge conglomerate that is now Stellantis. Yep. So prior to Ralph Geel being the chief design officer, he used to be the CEO of SRT. And so the 5th Gen Viper, that was his vision. The Hellcats were his previous vision before he got promoted. Um, like Anything SRT was pretty f- much him. From 2011 on, was all Ralph Geel. And Ralph Geel is an incredible mind. He's one hell of a driver. And he's got really excellent taste in his own car. So he's. I think he's got... I know he's got a Viper t- He's got a Viper ACR. I know that for a fact. Fair enough. He's got a sick... Early 1970s Alfa Romeo Julia, Julia, like really sick. Um, And then he's got that heliphant. Apologies. We're going to go ahead and stop. We're going to pause right here. And then he's got this heliphant thing. And the heliphant is, I I believe. It's
1: It's a crate Hellcat.
0: It's a crate Hellcat. So it's a 68 to 70 Charger. I don't know exactly what he has. But yep. he's got the seven liter. So the elephant is the Hellcat motor bored out to set to a seven liter Hemi with yep. the supercharger, and it's making like well over a thousand horsepower. Factory, factory, effectively, factory uh, to the crank, I yeah. should say. Um, and then his elephant, I think it's a carbon fiber.
1: It's fully shell? exposed carbon fiber. Yeah. like sixty eight charger. It's so
0: cute. It it's is so sweet. Kick-ass. It's really rad. It's, it's, an eight-speed auto? Yeah, it has to be right. I would assume. I think it'd actually, be, the house only yeah. comes with with the automatic. Yeah, I which saw Which is that. a really good automatic it's a ZF eight-speed. Um I mean, to be completely honest with you, as cool as it would be if you were to go ahead and put a six-speed into that,
1: it'd be mm. that would be a, that would be you'd blow up your clutch every time.
0: I don't even so. I don't even know about that. I just think it'd be a handful. Yeah. Well, that's why they I didn't mean didn't they're sell. already a handful.
1: That's why they didn't sell the the red eyes or anything more with the manual because they know. A lot of Mopar drivers. Sure, I mean they stopped those
0: cars. They stopped selling Hellcats with six-speed manuals, and they brought them back for this last year. Yep. Um, but I think they stopped selling the Hellcat with a manual. I think in 2022. Um, yep. But so his this that that car was like chef's oh. kiss and like
1: with the, I, with the orange accent detailing oof fire dude that
0: with the carbon yeah oh. and so I messaged Jake and I was like I'm still trying to figure out what, what Ralph was even doing here in Scottsdale he's like I don't care <laughs> I just <laughs> love the fact that he was here I was like too touche but um so you got a great vibe I mean we saw hires Hire the G-Wagon uh, the G-Wagon yeah. with the Hermes interior and then like, is it 24's that he's got on his truck
1: yeah, yeah um, I don't. I'm not crazy on the rims. I love them. Oh uh, well, wheels. Yeah, but uh, everything else about that car's mint.
0: Higher has, listen, higher being quality. That is not. Yeah. That's not a, That's not just a saying. Like yeah, hire is quality. Him and Nikki have taste and a half. It's incredible. Uh, by the way, if they listen to this, congratulations on the 992 Turbo S arriving. It looks beautiful. The cab um, Yeah It was yeah. fantastic And But just Oh the two Diablos Did, did we mention the two Diablos? Yep. Okay the two Diablos oh. were fire Collector driven Diablos There It was beautiful Oh the purple The light yeah. purple The oh. SE30 SC, Yeah It's it, that's, a, that's a vibe it's a vibe Yeah It's such a cool car And, uh, and I'm gonna, Oh The blue sky. Yeah. The, the F430. Scud. Oh,
1: it was funny when we were uh, about to leave our shoot because I was shooting Jared's R8 that morning. Yep. Shout out to Kirby. We He's saw yet. him drive by. Oh, really? Yeah. We heard him fly by um, at our still spot on the way to Fort Hill.
0: It's such a I love it. I love an F430 scud. Oh, it's Ra-
1: I love a regular. regular F430. If I got a F430, it would have to be a scud. I'd have to jump to a scud. I'd, that's Scud's that's ready. that's me though with any car. <laughs> Like my problem with sports cars is uh, I, you feel that I'm like really, no, I just, uh, I, I love the carbon fiber detailing and I almost always like the, the more like higher end models of a given car. Okay. Like my, so like, I, I mean, I'm in college. I got to get my money right before I even step into a sports car, obviously, but I already know my first one and it? it's going to be a C7 Z06. I'm not gonna get a stingray it's got to be a z06 mm-hmm. i know most people say just go to a grand sport because it has the visuals but you don't need you don't have all the power mm-hmm. but i want i want that fair um so that's gonna be my first car and then after that i'm probably gonna get something like either a dot two net like gt3 or if i can make it work like a three rs right? nine,
0: okay, well. nine
1: and one dot two gt3 or whether i can somehow make it happen a dot two three rs or a 992 gt3 because those are a very very similar car All right just some style difference i get that those cars are going to go up in value and they will especially for people our age i mean it's going to be relatively difficult to get to those cars eventually sure but that's the goal and then my first true supercar i already know what it is it's going to be a 675 lt in the spec that i shot dean's car yeah with the roof scoop that's what i want that's beautiful between the visuals and and i like the engine more than the newer ones sure three i eight like liter with the 38 i think sounds more raw and sounds better than the 4 liter in my opinion
0: right i've never driven a 675 or a 650 i've have driven the 720 yes <clears throat> um yes. i can vouch for the fact that the 720 oh. is raw as hell anybody who thinks otherwise is absolutely out of their minds um but I want to ask you a question because you brought up something and we talked about it right before we started recording. We said we were going to bring it up now. Okay. So the 992 GT3s GT3 RSs are on their way. People they, are apparently even getting there, already. there's
1: been a few deliveries in the states. It's crazy. But I think it's going to start to trick like increase a little bit, but I mean those months. cars are still going to be trickling in sure. at a slow pace. They're not just going to just show up. Like the 992 GT3s, like just started flooding the market. Right. I don't think it's going to be the same with these. Right. Um, but they the deliveries are coming.
0: Yes, they're coming. So, Jacob, you're given two options. You can only pick one. You're being given the keys to either a 992 GT3 RS, or you're being given the keys to a 991 dot two gt2 rs i put you on the spot right now, i know it's tough my man brought out the laptop what are we looking for here oh well, i'm you gonna worried? pull
1: something up for you. you'll you like it um i think so with me both being a photographer and just who i am the for me before i touch any car mm-hmm. the visuals have to be on point regardless of anything else about the car whether it's a driver's car or not reliability any of that it, it has to be visually on point right. And my, I like the, okay, I like the 991.2 GT3 RS visually more than, than the 2RS. I just think the, the 991.2 GT3 RS you like
0: better yeah, visually okay. than the GT2 RS, okay. Yeah, I think it,
1: it's got just better body lines, but I mean, I understand why the 2RS has that because of the intercoolers and overall turbo system. I understand. Okay. Um. But. And then the other thing is, I think the spec really affects the visuals of the new nine hundred and ninety two three RS.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so it would de- completely depend on the specs of both of those cars, which I would choose, and if what my intended use was. If I was planning on tracking it consistently and like really want to be competitive and just put up the best possible time, I can. Obviously, the two RS. Okay. Um, but if I go to cars and coffee or go
0: shut it down
1: yeah or go canyon runs i know gage would love to join brody brody's brz Ah, yeah i've seen that car
0: on on instagram gotta see it in real life
1: yep yeah we go to show we go canyon cruising all the time Mm -hmm. um
0: you take big red canyon and I love it.
1: No, I don't. <laughs> no, I hop in with
0: them. I going to say, that would be hilarious. You just see big red just doing like 90, 90 miles an hour on the uh, on the canyons. I mean, it would be fun. It would. It would definitely big. It would definitely. I would it. also roll over. Sure. Yes, that is another thing for sure.
1: But it's a tough one. I think in the right, if it was the right spec, oh. I would choose the 992 GT3 RS. Okay but i don't know i am pulling up the 992 configurator right
0: now ah okay
1: so i i spend a little too much time on this You're not however, a however i've
0: spec i i spec the 992 gt3 ones for craps and giggles and i was happy to say that i had it under 200 grand hey yeah I was really proud of myself. So. So okay. So you so you're going 992 GT3 RS. You're giving in sp- the correct spec. Okay. If it's in there, hold on. Forget about the spec. Okay. I need you to pick a car because anybody can say based on the spec. Because I mean, if you go ahead and tell me, oh, if you were to give me a 992 GT3 RS in all black. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, well, that's the car, sure, but. I need you to go ahead and forget about the spec. You get the car. You're given the two cars. Doesn't matter. Yep. Let's say like, what's a terrible spec for a GT two?
1: I mean, there's not many. Porsches are one of, you, one of the few cars I can pull off pretty much any color. Can
0: you get yellow on a GT two RS? And I know one not two? Yeah. Like, oh my God! If Alex is listening to this, she's gonna go. There on. was one that came hey, through so on that a I cruise. But I'm not, a nine nine one dot in yellow is not a vibe. A GT two RS in yellow is not a vibe. Yeah, it is. But I, I all right, fair. Not to me. So what? Okay, what, what's a terrible color to you for a 991.2 dot two GT two? There's oh, there's not that many colors for GT two RS. <laughs> though. Okay. Oh, you're right. See, I, I you're right in the sense that it's yellow. It you're wrong if you think that looks great it's fine
1: it's not bad yeah i like pastel orange okay um i know me and alex also tease each other about orange versus yellow sure because she loves her yellows i love my orange right yeah um
0: all right so we're on the spot no spec doesn't matter 991.2 gt2 i'm probably
1: gonna go the 992 3rs because of noise because it has a better note okay um it's just going to sure um. Oh, here's pastel orange.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. So, um, silver
1: silver wheels is cool too. I would have gone with the blacks. Me too. In that case. Yeah. But first off, if I got a spec at a two, three RS from factory, that's what I'm going with. Uh,
0: what is that? Uh, Viola.
1: Silver? Viola purple. Viola metallic. But, yeah. With it's... the bronze
0: wheels i think yeah. you sent me that spec actually yep once that, that, uh a few, that's a few months I'm ago when the GZ 3 rs launched you sent me that spec and i was like you've been spending way too much time on this configurator yes. <laughs> um, because okay. i think
1: i mean yes the straight line speed is fun sure that the 2rs offers and yes if you're tracking it really hard you need that but if you're going canyon cruising you don't need that much power right if you're going to Carson coffee you don't need that much power no the you don't
0: need that much power And work.
1: I'd rather have the engine noise at that point. Right. Otherwise, you're still getting, effectively, the same car. For the most part, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean... There is... Yeah, I mean, the 2RS is a 2RS, but, like... It's just... You're pretty much just adding a, a turbo system to it. Um, and you, you're not going to be able to fully utilize that. And, like, me and one of my... Zach with the chalk 3RS talks mm-hmm. about all the time, is like those cars, I mean, even the arrow is pointless for 90% of people that own them because you're Same. never gonna go fast enough around corners for it to matter. Right. At that point you're just paying for extra expensive carbon. Right? Um, like you have to really be pushing a car whether you're over 100 miles an hour or especially over 130 before your arrow really starts to work.
0: Yeah, and, particularly, and even in the 992 GT3 like the, uh, the DRS system that now comes with it and stuff like that, you gotta be doing dummy fast before it makes a big difference. Before you even see that thing actually make any type of movement back there and whatnot. Yep. Um, I'm, going, I'm, I'm going GT2, but I'll tell you the reason why it's not about necessarily the performance. Like Everything that you just mentioned about the twin turbo 3 8 flat 6, I agree with you 100%. I would actually much rather prefer the 4 liter. Yeah. I do. But, I'm not the biggest fan of the overall looks of the 992 compared to 991.2 yeah. in some um, specifications. Of, of, I love of, the new taillight though. Yes, it no looks oh. sick. Like for example, like to me, Turbo and 992 looks better than the 991.1.2. Yes. 100%. Because
1: Absolutely. I feel like even the two new turbos, uh, not the new ones, so the 991.2 turbos look kind of dated. Yeah. I don't feel like the, in that's at least in my opinion, whether it's one or two,
0: they look, they almost look dated almost to like a 997, which is weird. It's it's but a they're fat, not. It's a, so it's a fat, here's the thing, I think I've finally figured it out, and I think most people have too. When you look at 991s, both .1 and .2, it's just a, and I want this to come across nicely, but it's the truth. It's just a, it's a fatter 997. Yeah, it is. Where the 992 looks, there's massive differences. Yeah, more subtle, yes, but there's differences nonetheless. You see a 992, you're like yeah, it's a, it's 992. But you sometimes see a 991.1 and a 997. You can't.
1: Those that don't really know what they're looking for exactly. will have some difficulties.
0: Exactly. And but in 992, not all the specifications look hella great. Perfect example, in my opinion. GT3s with the wing, not that great looking of a car. Compared to 91s, GT3s. Yeah. That that car, spectacular looking. The wing awesome. Love everything about a 991.1 and two gt GT3. Eh on the 992 GT3s. GT3 touring on 992 entirely different story. I Ooh. like the wing. I do. I do. Not like that new wing. I don't know what it is, dude. I can't I can't vibe with it. I do. Yeah. I like it. All right, that's fair.
1: Cuz it just looks like a a Cuz it's it's so it just looks like a 9 99- a 992 version of the 991.23RS, yeah, that's that's to me what it looks like, and I okay. think I need that wing, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm I, under, I, I I understand,
0: I, I love the touring,
1: I think the tourings look better when they're in PTS specs.
0: So, is it Genshin Blue, yeah, Gentian Blue 992 GT? That's the Sally color, right? No, 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 it's the darker one, it's the okay. Let me look it up here. We are still recording live and in person, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, shout out to anybody who went ahead and messaged me um, and liked my story about the fact that me and Jake are recording right now. I there haven't re yet. Are, yeah, um, Several people who, who have hit me up. Um, Gentian Blue. That's my dog in the background for anybody who's wondering what that sound was. Gentian Blue, 992. There we go. That's Gentian Blue. That was the launch club. the launch color for the gt3 touring yeah that's not a pt i don't think that's a base that's one of the basic porsche colors that you could get yeah but it's a good color it's a great blue it's a great blue i think it looks fantastic and it looks fantastic for tourings um i'm about that life and so but yeah not every 992 looks great every 991.2 looks fire including gt2 rs and yep. to me GT2 RS looks overall better than GT3 RS 992 and so it's the so from a aesthetic standpoint which i usually is not the reason why i would go for a car when they all look so similar in this regard i would definitely go GT2
1: and then the other thing i'd say for the 9 the new the 992 GT3 RS is, is the Weissach package sure it can make or break it in that sometimes some specs like there's this it's not chalk but there's this new gray that's similar mm-hmm. um, it looks good on yeah. other specs I don't like the Y sock package oh. um, or like the one I showed you with the viola metallic I think it fits yeah um, but then yeah but then there's other specs where it's like I would even like yeah I get the Y is the track it performs all the extra carbon bits yeah but I don't know if it pulls it off especially cuz of all the little detailing and slats and how it like then juts out. Right. If you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. I'm just not crazy on that. I like um, the, the, the the tongue look of the of the 9 and 1s and the 997s.
0: I got you. So you jumped in to the car scene. You've made good friends along the way. A lot of people have come to recognize your work and they appreciate you 9300 followers on Instagram and hopefully continuing to grow. Um, because it's well worth the follow. Um, Jake's also really great at reels, and he's always looking for spicy quality sound bits to go ahead and add to set reels. Yep. Um, Who has been one of the people here in the Phoenix area that you feel has helped you grow and and um, taught you? You feel the things you need to know in order to be the best photographer you can be.
1: I, I mean, I'm going to start with Logie because he was a lot of the Photoshop, Brandon, my boy. A lot of the Photoshop side of things was him, right? Him or YouTube. I should also give just a straight up shout out to
0: YouTube you can <laughs> learn a lot there you, well, the
1: joke is YouTube University sure. like, there's so much you can learn on there and there's set time stuff that's more valuable than mm-hmm. even you can learn in a university right. like and I sound bad saying this but it's the truth and I'd rather be honest than I honest and crass than lie and look like a nice person right. is I laugh at people that are majoring in photography on campus not not openly like mocking them or anything, yeah. like that's a bit much. Sure. Um, but it's like I can go learn your entire lesson or an entire chapter of your book in a ten minute YouTube video. Sure. And then I can go out and practice it. And I can and I can almost guarantee it but because of both the, the niche I'm in with business owners and stuff, I mean I can find right. cooler. Clients and now, but, now it
0: could very well be that these people are going for jobs that require the degree yes. in that fine arts and whatnot. And I and, totally understand. That I, I get where you're going. And you're I
1: get about. that. But with photography, mm-hmm. there's no skills like, like, you can learn the whole photography side through YouTube and never have to touch a college course.
0: Right.
1: The other, the only other aspect to photography is the sales or the business side of it, which that's just being able to market yourself and talk to people and be sociable and make those connections you need to if anything at that point i would go if you had, if you decided to go business side i mean you could go communications you could go sales you could do anything in that response media
0: um just media in general yeah Yeah,
1: just anything that builds that other side of it because you can go do the photography on your own you know you can go figure that out right that's the easy part and the other thing is, if you have to go figure it out on your own, you're probably going to be either applying those lessons right away, um, and you can learn faster, or you'll naturally learn you'll naturally learn them on your own. Right. Um, and then like that's one thing. My first summer job down here, I sold solar door to door. That's a really tough job, right. and I understand most people don't want to talk to people when they do that. I understand. Now the funny thing is, when old people say solar doesn't work down here. If there's any state
0: solar works in, it's Arizona. <laughs> there's 300, on average, there's 300 days worth of sunshine in the state of Arizona, people. Like, if, that's a fact of life.
1: <laughs> regardless of anything else, if there's any state it works, it's here. <laughs> yes. Next the next state, probably California. Or Florida. Yes. Like, that's it. Or, like, New Mexico or Texas. But, like, yeah, regardless. Right. But you learn a lot of set, uh, skills on just how to talk to people. Sure. Um... Uh, and I'm not going to give away all my secrets, but, like, you learn how to do that. And if you want to learn those secrets, you can go have fun and do door-to-door yourself. <laughs> I mean, you'll learn a lot, and if you're good, you can make good money. Sure. Um,
0: and, but, and, honestly, better the environment. Yeah. Like, in, in all sincerity, like, that's the whole point. That to yeah. To go viral or to go for solar is, you know. Save money and save help money, the environment. help the environment, you know. Yeah. You know, save energy, everything. So, yeah. 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 Um, we say that as petrol as too. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. Speaking of, Lou, now we have to talk about oh, it.
0: Did I, did I just open up a can of words? Yeah, you Go did. Right.
1: Go ahead. Formula One. You had you. Ha- oh, okay, okay. What up, brother? What you talking? What, have now? a schedule that makes sense and bring back the V tens.
0: Smart individual right here. I did. I did. I not put but up a post about
1: this. Did yes. I not put up
0: a post? Thank you. Yes. I said this. Make a schedule. Have a schedule that makes sense. If you're going to be doing the North American tour, oh. do it all across North America. You, you move Canada, Canada from June into
1: October. Canada, Miami, Texas, Vegas, Vegas Mexico, Mexico Brazil. 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 Boom. Game over. And then you go hit the Middle East. Then you hit up the Middle then East. Then Europe. Yeah. Then Southeast Asia. Or whatever, yeah. in Australia.
0: Right. Like Bahrain and Saudi being one after the other makes sense. That's yes. cool. And then you gotta go all the way down to Australia. Makes sense. Then hit it, Asia. Then you might as well go ahead and hit up Japan at that point. That's There's what Japan, I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And it's then just, Australia. And then you hit up the European circuit. And then what would be simplest from there? Las Vegas. It's just, It pisses me off so I know. much. And then we could have the V10s. And then we could get the V10s or the V8s too. The V8s sound fire too but the yeah. V10s were I were think awesome. they sounded the best. They do. Um... Thank you for bringing that up. You know how much I love Formula One. Anybody who listens to this podcast knows that we rep Formula One and motorsports in general yep. as much as we can. Shout out to Chase Elliott. He just got cleared. He's coming back to Martinsville. Awesome. We've been a little over an hour now. I think we're, we're, we're getting set. I'm curious to know, as you've grown within photography, what do you feel you have learned? Um, and we just talked about the fact that it's about, you know, Kind of having confidence in yourself going ahead and trying out new things using youtube as a tool and whatnot is there anything else that you would go ahead and tell another young photographer that's wanting to go ahead and get into it now that you would say hey in order to be the best you can be try this too i mean it's just
1: i mean at the end of the day it's just a trial by fire in the sense of you just gotta go out and try things right. um whether it's putting yourself out there and asking people to shoot um Or just going out and trying stuff yourself you know my when i was first before i was starting to do this i talked to the buddy at my high school and we went out and we shot his family like sedan because we because we were first going to do it together um kind of like the other project Mm -hmm. um something
0: coming soon yeah
1: um and so we were doing that um and, like, you just got to be able to practice on them or ask your neighbors to do shoots if you know you can find that. Neighbors or friends, guarantee you, someone you know at least has a sports car. Um, so
0: cars and coffees helps too,
1: yeah. But I mean, that's a little more difficult, sure. Like, you have, like, sometimes, yeah, you can get away with not showing them your work and just showing up and shooting, but. I mean if you'd have friends or family that have it you know or a connection like it just makes it that much easier right
0: sure no I'm I, I guess I'm more invented in, in the sense of like in your in your case you show up you've never you, you just moved to Arizona you are trying out the new cars and coffees you show up and you just take shots of whatever that's at your local at your cars and coffee yeah and uh, put it up and then the owners eventually gonna go ahead and see their car if they like it they're going to be like, hey, bro, I really like what you do with my car. Would you be willing to go ahead and do a shoe for me? Yep. You know? Well,
1: my, the first thing I did down here was I was at Grand Canyon. And mm-hmm. I literally walked around campus and put notes on every cool car that I found. Right. Like, a, not a business card, a handwritten note. And it was actually funny because Lodgy was there at the time. Oh, right. I didn't know who Lodgy was. And they had a car group chat on campus. And he was like, who is this guy in different stuff? And you can ask him about it next time. Um... But yeah, they're, like, only one of them ended up actually doing a shoot with me. Um, I'm not going to talk about him much anymore. But, um, And then that guy, I mean, he helped me with some rollers for a little while. But he, uh, yeah, it, it was funny, that whole story. But you just got to go out and just do it. But those that know the GCU garages, I walked every aisle on every floor of every garage at GCU and put a note on every single cool car. It's so good. So it's, it's the
0: hustle, man. Uh, yep, got to do it. Because if not, then how else are you going to go ahead and be able to go ahead and show people off your work? How else are you going to be able to go ahead and try and hustle, and whatnot? The yep. amount of DMs that I've shot out to people to go ahead and be on the podcast is insane. Yeah, the amount of people that have said no or have not responded is hilarious.
1: And I know we talked about it earlier. And this, like, I mean, this is for business too. Just in general in life, is mm-hmm. um, like I can respect a no. Or True. I don't want to do it, right? And obviously, I love a yes. Yeah. But it's people that, like, leave you on red. It's like, okay, you could leave, like, give me the respect of saying no. I agree. Not just, you're not worth my time to even say I'm not interested or no. Right. You know? Um, and I think just as a life skill, it just kind of teaches you, like, how not to treat others.
0: Yeah. It really does. It really you know? does. It shows you a humility. It also shows you kindness. And it shows you... Appreciation for the quality of others' car enthusiasm nope. as a whole. I think that's really important. Um, it is an interesting question for you. Um, do you? Who are some of the people that you admire within the car photography space? Doesn't necessarily have to be Phoenix. Just maybe, perhaps, some of your um, people that you. Not idolize, but you really respect their work and they're they're kinda like what you mirror your work behind, if you will.
1: Yeah, I mean I mean I always work on my rollers. So yeah. I think the obvious guy to mention there is uh Kay Fletcher. Yep. Kyle Fletcher. Um
0: due to dude to monster. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think it's very difficult to not mention his name. Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, he's phenomenal. He's, good. he's, I think, undoubtedly the best at rollers because, like, I've seen a few people that get longer exposures for that roller look, but like, between his locations and the style and editing and everything, I think <laughs> you can't beat him.
0: Almost dying over here, people. I'm so sorry. He, he does have Southern Florida as his backdrop.
1: Well, I, I there's someone I know out there. I've been talking with her, and the goal will be if I can go out to Miami next year
0: nice for
1: a spring break trip because gcu spring break is way before anyone else's and i don't party or i don't even drink alcohol mm-hmm. um but uh like i wouldn't be going to miami for like the typical miami spring sure break. yeah i'm yeah. going there to take pictures of small cars yeah yeah <laughs> like that's the only reason i'm going exactly um so like and that was the same thing with like when i went went up to san diego it was, like yeah i could go party but like yeah Let's go yeah. take pictures of supercars. Let's wake up at sunrise and go to Cars and Coffee. Why Dude, not?
0: I was in San Diego a couple of weeks ago and it was great. We were celebrating my son's birthday, and um, I didn't see a single supercar in San Diego. In you four have days. to go to the right areas. The only thing I saw was a was a Raptor six x six, which oh, was dope. That's really interesting to I see. Of I'm anything shocked. to see, that's weird. It was very weird. I had to do a telltale. I was like, I was told my wife I was like, Yo, yeah, say that's. Raptor 6x6 six six. she was like what is that and I was like
1: it's not normal it's not
0: normal that's for sure that's, <laughs> that is not something you see every day I've seen only I think that was only my like second or third Raptor 6x6 six six I've ever seen in my life yep. first one I saw was at Sky Harbor yep. of all the places to see a Raptor Man, you see them in six all six. places <laughs> San Diego That's they... nuts dude yeah. but you know what I kind of I kind of vibe with them yeah they're cool. I vibe yeah. with the G-Wagon 6x6 yeah. six six for sure but Raptor 6x6 six six, they're really really interesting yeah um but kate fletcher um anybody else uh
1: phoenix i'd have to mention anthony because he's just just the style that he has i mean we talked at the photographer's dinner a while back yeah. and like we are very like even our lens preferences are quite different like i love the 105 because it's zoomed in i get that blur and compression right as you can really tell with some of my work like i use it all the time and another photographer brain he has a 105 too he gives me a hard time about it because it's like the only lens i use for stills now yeah. which i mean once you own that lens you understand why sure um
0: by the way speaking of uh, stills real quick can i give a shout out to summit yeah uh, dude that that he that dude is a monster and a half he, he's really great yeah i think he actually is that a gt2 rs that he took a picture of like in that like like off the mountain
1: i know exactly Woo! what that spot is. i have it pinned Flames, it's not it, it's It's this parking lot on the coast. Yeah. He just put it where it's not really supposed to be. And ever since then, allegedly, there's more
0: security and police presence there. To prevent that from happening again. But he killed it. Yes. Yeah. So I want to give a shout out to Summit. Summit might actually be on the podcast soon. I'm looking forward to having him on. So Um,
1: this is the parking lot. Okay. He drove it, well, or the owner drove it around that, which Ah. is a pedestrian path.
0: (laughs) <laughs> That's, uh, sometimes you got to do what you got to do in order to get the shot.
1: Yeah, and I mean, us car photographers—I mean, I hate saying it this way, but like we're literally like we're built different in the sure. sense of like, like okay, back when I was doing street photography, if you did stuff at like one even like one thirtieth or fortieth of a second handheld, you were looked at as insane, right. because like you should have a higher shutter speed and you want a sharp picture. Uh, versus now, I'm like, let's hang out of a moving car at. A, a, a shutter excuse me a shutter speed that shouldn't be possible handheld right right like a moving car on a rough road with another car that has to match your speed exact with a shutter speed that like it, it's rollers are some of the toughest shots you can get
0: tell me about it
1: because um, it's not as technical as other stuff like Astro which I've done which is fun
0: right
1: um, and I'll talk about something that I have planned off the podcast with you that mm. you'll like Um, Always down for
0: that I love listening to the tidbits afterwards
1: Yep And then uh, Yeah it's There's a lot But like Oh but back to it Like Anthony He prefers a more wider angle lens Or just in general Less compression Mm -hmm. So the more Of the pictures in focus But I don't know if it's Like something he does Like editing side Or if he has one of those Mist filters That gives it that really like Stylized just these really not like blurred out but like really like really nice highlights mm-hmm. um if that makes sense you can really see it on his shop shoot with the lfa okay that sunset how it just like it almost like it it makes it more like gives it more effect but also like some blur to it it's cool
0: yeah you know okay, i love the fact that i believe tyler is the owner of that car yeah i love the fact that he's just letting everybody have a go at it with, that, I
1: believe does. it's Cody that's letting people shoot it. Well, well he, yeah, but, I, but it Tyler is Cody. Let, you're right. T- but Tyler, Tyler lets, lets Cody. Cody right. Yeah. Which I, I think believe that's great. the
0: dynamic. I believe. Yeah. Don't, no, don't but that's awesome me. though. Yeah. Like, you know, you think that, you know, a photographer is not going to go ahead and let anybody else want to go in and get shows. Yeah. You know, shots of it. He'd rather, he, he or she would rather keep it to himself. Cody is that guy yeah. sharing that car with the entire photographer. And hopefully you get a shot to go. I,
1: I talked with him once and okay. I'm running. I mean, I've done this shoot a few times, but I'm doing a similar shoot this Friday with a Porsche Okay. of what we're going to be doing with the LFA. Very cool. When we get a shooting, we're just waiting for some rain.
0: Okay. Raining for rain. Hopefully, uh, hopefully again soon. And, and if let's not, hope. All July, monsoon. Gotta love it.
1: Yeah, um, but that's what we're waiting for. Sweet, um, and it, it's going to be fun when we make that happen. That should be very cool. Elephant uh, the
0: rain should be very, very cool indeed. Yeah, um, but so Anthony is someone that you appreciate because he's got a. It's just his, his style
1: is just different, and yeah, and uh, who else? I mean, there's uh, Washness or Washens. I forget how to pronounce it because he, he's good because he's both video. <coughs>
0: You can't be him, And he, you're right. He's awesome.
1: Yeah, he's done both and he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal
0: both. Yeah. Um, Very talented.
1: There's, at least because of the locations and some of the cars he gets access to, a guy, actually, his page is slightly larger than mine, but Team Kinnon. He's out in Switzerland. Oh, okay. He's got some really cool spots, like modern spots that we just don't have here in Phoenix that I wish we did. Right. Um,. But that's another guy, just style-wise, he's got some really cool stuff. Because I'm, like you t- we talked about earlier, I'm a perfectionist. I'm really picky about the time of day I shoot mm-hmm. and the locations I shoot
0: at. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So when we went ahead and did that sun- sunrise shoot back in September. Yep. Like, oh, my God. So I'm watching Jake, like, running back and forth, lay- laying down on the, on the asphalt and he's like yelling at people. He's like, yo, move it now. We're almost out of sunlight. What are you doing? No, no. Oh, that yeah. was Reza. That was yeah, Reza. Yeah. I'll was give there. him a hard time. Yeah, because yeah,
1: yeah. I love Reza, but there's sometimes, especially when there's other like cool Mopars there, he gets like obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. And like we'll focus on that. And like if it's just me and him shooting, he's perfect. But like when there's these other cars around, sometimes he kind of like, I'm not going to say flustered, but like it. There's like a sense to it Like he almost like Not distracted I can't I don't even know how to put it But like he's like a squirrel Yeah and, and Reza knows this He's an awesome guy And I, like, I always love Riding around with him And I You know it's, it's tons of fun Yeah But like He'll like Not focus exactly And he'll like Not move it How I'm like Trying to tell him to Like Because he's done These things before He knows what to do He knows like What I'm asking him But Because I mean Reza's probably the car I've shot the most mm-hmm. But like not even close it's like the unofficial jake woods car. yeah yeah on so yeah. it's and i don't even post it that much like there's a lot of mopar content i just don't post because it you don't
0: becomes that over feed
1: it would all be mopar and then become an echo chamber of only mopar guys hit me up and so then sure. i only have mopar to post which then just builds on itself right i right. want to have that variety of Like course. i've got some ideas for some jdm cars but like i just haven't shot any
0: you know if you have any JDM cards and you want that Jake Woods type vibe to your photography, hit him up. I mean that. Dude's phenomenal. Dude's incredible. Dude's supremely talented um, and he's an overall really good dude and I appreciate you. Um, I think we've reached that time to go ahead and wrap it up. So before we do, you know, you've you've given a shout out to the photography people that you love. You know, we've... You've talked about the fact you want to see 706 when you're graduate from college. Well,
1: not that soon, but i got to get too.
0: my money right. got to get your money right first. You're absolutely right. Um, 675LT on the way at some point in the next 20 years. Yeah. yeah. What else do you want the people to know about what you love about car culture, what you love about Phoenix, um, just what you love in general about car photography? So, for
1: Phoenix, I love everything that isn't summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, being from Seattle, I hate the 110 plus degrees sure. for three and a half months straight. Yeah, hey,
0: I mean, I'd rather take that than have it be negative 15 Though.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, or gloomy and rainy. True. Um, but, no, I think... I like the car culture down here a lot more than Seattle, because for multiple reasons. A, like weather is yeah, car yeah. season is for maybe four and a half months, right? Right. So cars are barely out.
0: Ours is basically year-round. year round. Year round.
1: It's year round, other than it's some people that don't like taking their cars out when it's hot out.
0: That, or you know, sometimes the holidays really slow everything down. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and even then, Highline in December was like. Popping, yeah because it was the last year It was last month of the year yep
1: yeah um it's it's also very different than seattle's which i can appreciate um in that seattle is a very clicky um culture so like i'm really tied in with this corvette crew up there this z06 crew yeah um and then i'm friends with one other guy that this other videographer and Andrew, andrew's tied in with um but uh, that's kind of like the main two groups I'm with. Other than that, it's it's a really small communities mm. that are like small groups of friends, and they don't really care about anyone else, and they only do them, which I can understand and respect. But like, there's no car community. Sure,
0: Phoenix has opinion. that for really strongly. Yeah, there's the you got
1: strongly. you got your muscle cars
0: everywhere. Mm.
1: You got your JDM cars, less of them in Phoenix, but they are there. I would and say then, less in
0: Scottsdale, but more spread out throughout Phoenix, metropolitan area. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: I say that relative because I'm from Seattle. There's a lot more 100%. JDM, a lot more up there. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you have your supercar crew where there's some sprinkled around everywhere. And then just a the high concentration in Scottsdale, Scottsdale. right? Yeah. You have all of that, right? You obviously, and you've got your Euro, right? You've got all your Euro guys. And like, I think everyone likes the supercars regardless of like what people say, right? right? No one doesn't like the supercars and obviously the other main three euro muscle jdm give each other a hard time but like we all still respect each other sure um luckily here there's not too big of a problem with takeovers i hate them and there's only a few people i know that like actually do them and support them (sighs) they drive me crazy because like You're not car culture. You're just breaking the law. Yeah. We break the law in other ways
0: when we go to (laughs) Mexico, right?
1: (laughs) But we do it in a way where it doesn't affect people.
0: We try to at least, yes.
1: We do it on roads where we're not going to hit anyone. We're not blocking intersections. We're not running people in front of cars that are drifting.
0: Cannonball runs are now the safest they've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, nobody's ever gotten into a wreck going for a cannonball run yeah it, it, I've never seen that before
1: or we'll go cruise um, the canyons or like you know like, or go up to Prescott or Flagstaff like just and we f- do it during times where nobody else is on the road exactly that's the you, whole point you can do it you can have fun on the road in reasonable manners sure right um, and you, mean there's, you can even do street racing in the right ways mm-hmm. in the right ways um, but the takeovers you're just breaking the law to break the law yeah um, go to an industrial lot or go way out in the desert and you can drift out there. True. You don't have to do it at an intersection.
0: And inconvenience half the planet.
1: Yes. And run people in front of cars that then get ran over. So I never I've never understand
0: why people get be appeal of that. I've, I've, I mean, I, it's funny to watch, but, but then, you know, I think it's funny to watch. I think it's funny because they deserve it. They A, deserve it. B, you find out that they're going to be okay. But like... The moment that somebody dies in one of those takeovers, it's going to be game over. Now I mean, I was I'm say, shocked that it's not game over now.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm, I've am seen one guy. I don't even check his page because I don't care about it. Like, I hate it. I don't want to support it, give him any extra views. Yeah. But he actually is making good content with this drone. Like, this really cinematic look to these takeovers. And I'm like, that's cool. Wait, that's a takeover. Yeah. And it's I keep scrolling. Tough. And I it's keep tough. scrolling. Like, yeah. I would support you. You're good at what you do. I can't support. Like, I literally can't support what you do. I get you. Um, there's right and wrong ways of going about doing things. You can enjoy your cars and have fun. Don't do it like that. You ruin it for all of us. Because now anyone with a modified car, if we go to a meetup, what are the cops going to think? What are we going to do next? They're going to go drift. They're going to go take over. But like, we're not going to go do that in Scottsdale, but it still affects us. Yeah. Right. Especially out here in the West Valley. Yeah. You know, there's a lot more of that culture. Let's be honest out here a little bit. Like that happens, especially around GCU. Like where I where I'm going to school. Like that's a reality. And it just it ruins it, man. It
0: does. Yeah. Um We gotta make sure that it just doesn't the perception is that we're all involved in it when it's clearly not the case and we have to go ahead and continue to make sure that people understand that's not our vibe. Like that's not what we do. It's not what we want. You know, we, we like what we like, and that's everything you mentioned prior to that. So no. um, I think that's important to know. But I think that's a good way to end it, Jake. And I yeah. appreciate you making the trek all right the out here to the west side of Bird City yeah. to my house. I hope you enjoy the Papa John's. It's good, it's delicious. My man went ahead, he went to town on the garlic knots. What a beast. Um, and I appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast. And this time we got a chance to go ahead and get to know you even better. I didn't feel that I did you justice in, in six minutes last time. And I knew that we were going to have to collaborate. We'd actually been planning to do this one for a while. Um, we just wanted to go ahead and wait on a few logistical things. Um, and there will be more Jake coming to TT soon at some point. That, that's that's for sure. Um, as well as Logi. Uh, we're going to go ahead and have like our own little Top Gear Trio thing going on yep. um, on the podcast. That should be a lot of fun. We'll make that happen soon. Um, but before we go... Jake, where can they find you on Instagram? JW underscore
1: car photos. Okay. And then most other platforms other than Facebook. Um,
0: so Jake's too young for Facebook. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
1: let's be honest. At this point, the only thing Facebook is good for is Facebook Marketplace. So you can... If that. Yeah. Yeah. So like my roommate, he scrolls that all the time because he's a cheap guy. All right. So. That's fair. <laughs> um, but you can see stuff early on Twitter. Um, I sure. always post early stuff there. A lot of people don't know that. TikTok? Mm-hmm. I, I'm on TikTok for as long as it stands. Um,
0: Jake always... Jake sends me some funny stuff over on TikTok. He does, yeah. For, that I don't have a TikTok, but he sends it to me via his Instagram. You sent me the Darth Vader one that just ruined <laughs> me. Ruined me. I didn't, I didn't the, turn up the volume. Clarkson. I was like, why are you sending me Star Wars? Why are you sending me Star Wars Episode 3 right now? And I listened to the whole thing. It was hilarious.
1: Because, yeah, it was the Top Gear guys. Yeah, it was, it was, it was so good. It was
0: Clarkson being Vader and just it was great (laughs) um if they want to book a shoot with you do they do you have a link
1: just message me and i'll i can show you whether prices and as well as the different locations you can choose from i'll actually be updating Mm -hmm. all that really soon Mm -hmm. um well not all of it but i'll be updating like the location like the way that whole thing looks pretty soon Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. just have to post jared's set um because i've been meaning to use that spot specifically for this yeah for the instagram guys jake's
0: always got some really fun spots all over the city and he does and he and he goes everywhere um he doesn't just stick to scottsdale he doesn't stick just to the east valley i mean he was just out here on the west side doing a shoot the other day 350r Um, and uh that should be coming that's that set should be coming soon um and jake's just a a really talented photographer and i thank you for coming on and thanks for being a good friend and thanks for being so supportive of the podcast man yeah and you, you you've been one of those uh um, really great people that I've come to know within the car community and you are a gem and a half so thank you my brother yeah, bro. Appreciate you. so everybody I appreciate you guys listening go check out Jake JW underscore car photos on Instagram and then you can go ahead and find Tormenting Tarmac at Tormenting Tarmac you can also find us streaming on most of your favorite audio platforms Apple Podcasts Spotify, Google, the Anchor application and a few more on there you can go ahead and give us a like, you can give us a follow, or you can go ahead and give us a five-star rating on, on Apple. That would be great. And then if you wanna tell your friends that you know Tormundi Tarmac has fun stuff on its Instagram page and he likes to go ahead and show off all the excellent photographers that we have in the city, which I do on an almost consistent basis. Jake knows this because I featured him like about 17,962 different times on the Instagram page. Go check us out as we trek towards 700 now. Um, nope. I told KRC that the plan would be a thousand by the end of the year. That's doable. I think it's doable. Just gotta hit the reels right. I, I gotta hit the heel. You know what? Some heels, some reels pop off. Your your your, your reel that you made for me back last year popped off like nobody's business. Oh, with the, no with right. the demon. Yeah, I had yeah. no right to do that. And I was like,
1: I think a part of that's my roller rig. With the before, it's yeah. so good because. Yeah. I wish it was lower, cause I could get lower angles e- easier. Yeah. But beyond that, because of I'm p- pretty much the Ford Expedition. I'm. It's like being in the bed of a pickup, but you're still inside. have the hatch that opens. It's great. So I can get that direct chase shot, but it also shelters me from wind, mm-hmm. so I can get good noise. Yes. I can hear the car good.
0: Yeah, and not to mention, key key to a reel, using really really good real music. Yeah. And I believe that I used. Um, Feral Monk, and it really popped off, actually. So yeah. that was great. But thank you for that one. So I really owe you. But yes, um, that all being said, that's been Jake Woods. My name is Jorge Aquino, and you have been listening to Tormenting Tarmac. The enthusiasts will never die. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Hey, guys. Real quick, before we go ahead and finish up today's episode, I want to thank you, first of all, for having listened to it with me and Jake. Always a pleasure to have him on. Um, we recorded this episode about three weeks ago. And so over the last like few days um there's been an enthusiast here that's in the Phoenix area that some of you guys might know his name is Chase Hamilton um he works with uh, Charles Cerrito with FFP and uh, Charles is a good friend to the pod as is Derek Derek Jones and so um Chase got into a car accident back on May 1st um somebody did a hit and run on him um He's in the hospital right now, and he's uh, in pretty serious condition, and so his family went ahead and started a GoFundMe. Um, if you want to go ahead and look it up, it's by Michael Snow. If you want to go ahead and donate um, to it, I would highly recommend doing so. Um, again, Chase, I- I've never met him before, but from what I understand, he's a really cool and very awesome individual and a great enthusiast, and it's a goddamn shame that something like this happened to him. Um He's awake from what I understand. But again, it's going to be a while before he can go ahead and get back to normal life. And I want to make sure to give him a shout out. And uh, if you're interested in going ahead and giving to his GoFundMe, you can certainly do that. Go to GoFundMe.com. It's by Michael Snow. And it's to support Chase Hamilton in his recovery um, as he continues to recover from this uh car accident so uh chase if you ever listen to this one um we're thinking about you buddy and uh ch- charles and to derek and to anybody who knows uh chase uh all the respect and love to you guys and i'm wishing him a very speedy recovery so on behalf of tormenting tarmac this one's for chase and go ahead and donate to his gofundme hope you guys have a great rest of your day and uh we'll go ahead and catch you guys next time Bye bye